Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. We just watched the film at 80% of its normal speed. <laughs> a situation happened where last night in San Francisco we... Uh, We're running a little behind schedule. Yeah, so we had to speed the movie up slightly to make sure that we'd start the show on time. So we watched it at, at 120% of its normal speed. And we made a commitment that to even out the score, we would watch it this evening at 0.8 times its normal speed. And, uh, this episode is carbon neutral, or something like that. Yeah, we've removed our, our time footprint. But let me tell you something, uh, that was hugely damaging. <laughs> really damaging to the psyches of Timbat and Guy Montgomery. Uh, we've forever changed men by the watch we had this week. Uh, right from the get-go, the funny thing about music is, if, if, there's, if, there's, if there's anything that you're familiar with, audio-wise, very, uh, like, you've got the natural rhythms of it. If you fuck with that whatsoever, it starts playing on your mind. And when you fuck with it to the extent that we did this evening, it <laughs> makes you sick. Like, physically <laughs> it, slow, it slows down not just what's happening, but the, the very concept of time. <laughs> and how you engage with it. It's funny, it's almost loaded with irony in that every week we crave a movie to provide something different. Yeah. And then, having had the movie do just that, yeah. it made us feel very nauseous, <laughs> very unwell. Absolutely. 
It's but the, the the thing is because this movie specifically, as I think we've speculated before, being a movie about electronic dance music, it relies heavily on its soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack is is more than a crutch. I would say it is sort of a load-bearing prosthetic limb. <laughs> That's a good description. And, and so now when you watch it at 80% yeah. its normal duration, it's, no wait, it's, it's 120% yeah. its normal duration, it's 80% its normal speed, it has a quality where the highs are higher and the lows are much, much lower. <laughs> like disproportionately lower. The lower bits are five times as low, the higher bits are about like 1.1 times as high as they were before. Yeah, the, the first thing, and it's, you're almost disappointed in yourself to notice and that it's just... You know, this observation dragged itself the whole way across the movie, but the first thing that happens if you slow life down by 20% is everyone in it seems way more drunk. And so, <laughs> the movie this week read is like, well, of course, all of this stuff's going to go wrong because you need to lay off yeah. the boobs. Everyone here is fucked 24-7. So, yeah, you're not going to achieve your dreams of being an yeah. Instagram creator because you're fucking wasted, bro. <laughs> And we also have black coffee down your throat. Also, you spend no time developing app ideas at all. It's yeah. such a weird choice of uh, what, what is it? What's someone you idolize? Idol, hey. mentor. Yeah, idolize. Is it an idol? You it's a very odd choice of idol. Hey. hey, hey, believe in yourself. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, you tell me to believe in myself in front of everyone, it mm. kind of undermines the idea I could have without your help. There's a good people you're right. This is yeah. a great turnout. Give yourselves a round of applause. I'm pointing my mic at you in like a controlling way, just so that it'll get picked up on the podcast. Uh, for everyone to... Just so it's confirmed, we're not insane. <laughs> How good would that be, though? But like, guess what? Everybody, we're going to Iceland, and then we put on a gig, and then we like just pump through a lot of audience noise into a closet where we're recording. And yeah, you know, we announced a world tour and sold sold no tickets. Yeah. And so, so we just went to the places to do the podcast in the privacy of our hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> That is the definition of art because it's spending more money than what that outcome is worth. Which is... <laughs> it's just, it's very quintessentially us though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's just so us. But if you pick bastards, you capitalist pigs, presumably all employees of the Blaze Pizza that shut down in Port Royal. is not fast enough in this town. <laughs> People have got places to be. I think it's quite the inverse. I feel yeah. like Portland, Oregon is a place that gets right to the art as anal part of place pizza and not the speed. Absolutely. Everyone is doing their own version of the art as anal ingredients. It's like you get someone who's gotten rich on Etsy making... Uh, is it what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> I've never bought a goddamn thing like that. It's, it's like it's a craft snowwear website. Is there a reason it's called yeah, Etsy? What does that mean? You've, you've taken the word Etsy yeah. and you put a K in the middle oh, of it. <laughs> so I've added a sound to it. It's yeah, you've added a whole letter. Etsy. You've increased the word Am I saying it right now? Etsy. 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 So what does that really mean though? Presumably an acronym. Every time, someone, yes. Because that is. Every time I go on, it's always says, yeah, yeah, I'll buy it. 
I bought a shirt. I had. I was hoping. You to, said yes to a shirt. Yeah, I did. I was hoping to wear it. It was an Etsy shirt. I bought it. Uh, it was handmade by someone presumably in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it, all it was was the tile of Hans Mama getting hit in the groin by a football, but a whole shirt. It was okay, so sewn on. by hand. One one image like blown up or like but a tessellated like, image of it. You know, when you're on your PC as a child and you've got to choose between... Tile or stretch? Yeah, yeah. I chose tile. <laughs> That's cool. And you said yes to that. Yeah. And, and the person said yes to my money and absolutely not to providing me with the ammunition. <laughs> so you ordered the shirt and you haven't received it? Yeah, well... So you no. said yes and they said no. No, no. They also said yes and then physically communicated no. By way of not providing me with the goods I bought. Right. Now I don't know whether or not I bought it from Etsy or the CD subsidiary website Etsy. Um, <laughs> Which would make a lot of sense for why it didn't make it to me. It's the same but cheaper and there's ecstasy on the side as well. It's like a crossover with the dark web. It's a little bit of Silk Road injected into Etsy. If the Portmanites are familiar with that particular network. Anyway, uh, shining light, let's dive in. Right let's on. Let's do it. Okay, let's get down to business. Do you know what we need? We need an intro for the shining light, like a musical intro. Do it again so we get in stereo. <laughs> you can really hold a note. Yeah, I was channeling. I didn't know you had that in here. You know the theme song from Mr. Bean? Yes. <laughs> and a spotlight comes in here. Stage and you guys were good enough to be like, oh, they're going to be crippled when they get back home. <laughs> in the room right now, let's applaud them, make them feel good about it. That was the participation the ribbon of applause breaks, uh, <laughs> for which we are immensely grateful. So I've got my shining light written down here, Tim, yep. um, on a napkin. Much like uh, the late great J.K. Rowling uh, wrote the first. <laughs> She, she is alive, but <laughs> notoriously tardy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we will keep working with her because, yeah, she writes great books, but god damn it, buy a watch, learn how to read it. Uh, so the beauty of watching the movie. It's pretty great if you interpret that as anytime someone says the late great. You're like, why are so many amazing people not able to schedule themselves correctly? Like, is that, is that Venn diagram so weirdly constructive where if you are a certain level of performance and creativity or intelligence, you can't possibly be on time because you're just too busy sitting well, I, also, I also think the reason it's misinterpreted often is because a lot of people are saying the late great person X are unaware that the person, in addition to being notoriously late yes. and great, yes. is also presumably dead. And so <laughs> the late great 
you know, Charlie Chaplin. It's like, yeah, well, he's going to be late pretty much every minute. <laughs> oh, <that's insane>. <laughs> <laughs> he's not showing up. Yeah, which is the <laughs> ultimate, mate. Yeah, yeah. You can't get later than dead. <laughs> put it on a, put it on a tea towel. Um, so, the great thing about watching the movie, 20% slower than it is usually broadcast, is that it gives you the opportunity to engage with, uh, you know, means on scene and yes. parts of the film which are otherwise, you know... Some of the media studies at high school. That is you. 100% it's correct. You. That's exactly what I did. And we really gave our teacher a very hard time. Uh, Did you? Yeah, yeah. Was it a woman or a man? It was a man, Peter Houston. <laughs> Quick shout out to PA. If you are listening, Peter Houston, uh, like we were a lot of those things that you thought were pranks. <laughs> they were absolutely pranks. Uh, <laughs> you got pranked, bitch. Uh, but the thing is that the movie is a slow pace means that you get to pick out parts of it that. You, you don't otherwise get to see. You know, That's like, right. We that seemed previously just a flash, and now one and a point two times the flash. That's, that's, that's right. And accordingly, we like to bill ourselves as experts of any movie we watch repeatedly. Correct. We like to say that we are, you know, the world-ending. Whether you are, what you are in a room with right now are the two premier world-ending experts on the 2013 box office smash. <laughs> Grown-ups too. Okay. Yes. Two world-leading experts in the field of Michael Patrick King's... Michael and Patrick King, sorry. And Mike... Mattress Patrick King's... Yeah. Experimental recipe. It was just like from dusk till dawn. Three directors, bang in one movie, let's see how it turns out. Not well. Not well at all. It's never worked. And no one is more qualified to tell you that than us, the world-leading experts on Sex in the City too. Thank you. And accordingly, we are also the world-leading, or at least approaching world-leading expert status on We Are Your Friends. Yes. And in spite of that, there's still stuff that if we had not watched it, 20% slower would have passed us by. And has, in the previous 21 watches of it, right? That is 100% correct. And so, my shining light, with this in mind, is a man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you agree. <laughs> <laughs> You've weirdly been mirroring our watch cycle of this film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> weird that we didn't sync up and do it together. Like, it's weird to do it by yourself. It's really weird to do it by yourself. Listen, listening at home on the internet, someone was talking in the crowd. <laughs> but making agreeable noises is what I'm saying. <laughs> the point he's about to make, as specific and unlikely as it is. I don't mind the heckle if it's on my side. I just need to let everyone in on it. That's, that's it, you know? That's the whole thing. You've got a great attitude. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Tim's attitude deserves a <laughs> There was a guy... <laughs> one very sarcastic yay to round out the atmosphere. <laughs> That, yeah, here's my spirit animal. <laughs> you don't deserve anything you're given, you piece of shit. <laughs> no, so it's, it's at the music festival in Las Vegas when Zakoli and Somali finally let their guards down and yes. embraced their forbidden, forbidden romance. Yes, animalistically. And they kiss. And the first thing I want to speak is that It wasn't what I was talking about when I said animalistically. <laughs> what, were you, what were you talking about? I was talking about after the kissing. 
what happens after the kissing? After the kissing, there's some heavy petting. <laughs> How disgusting is that turn of phrase? It's real American too. Like, I don't think anyone else says it except for this country. And that's why I've tuned into it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a good heavy joke. Heavy petting. Because to me it's like, and listen, this is going to sound shocking, but when you listen to the previous episode, Guy's the one who has set the bar now, we're in a different zone now. Heavy, like, yeah, just fucking you listen to it. Heavy petting sounds to me like someone doing this to someone's genitals, just like giving it a good, like, oh, good boy, good boy. Or girl, you know, like it works both ways. This is a weird turn of phrase. The origins of heavy petting, mm. you know, they're not good. <laughs> We've appropriated it as something which it's okay to say, more of a do in essence, but yeah. heavy petting traditionally, that was a that was a federal crime. That was <laughs> punishable by exile. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's another word for it in the rest of the world, we call it bestiality, bro. <laughs> but one high-ranking persuasive lawyer was like, no, 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 you accuse me of bestiality. What I am guilty of is the logical extension of a date gone well. I, I am having trouble following you because I thought I was on your buzz. This would be like, if you take a low-level bestiality, a bestiality light, if you will, it'd be like, this is my... And it'd be like, this is my pet. This is simply some heavy petting. This is bestiality. <laughs> But then you brought it back to humans before you kind of got to that part, which confused me. No, no, you're still on the, we're, we're on the same page. Heavy petting was it, Speaking of page, how good is that? 80% on the spread. It brings a real different intensity and a real intensity. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's visibly drunk, but somehow what he says has more meaning. Yeah. He's got even more weight than before, but it makes less sense, which doesn't stack up for me, but I'm very appreciative of. What I was saying is yeah. that the origins of heavy petting, yes. it started innocently enough. It was a tummy scratch, which of course is how a lot of... Hold on, we're talking about humans or animals. Animals! Okay, that's right. <laughs> you, you cannot commit bestiality with a human. That's true. And, you know, I will argue with anyone in the room on that point. <laughs> Guy's very liberal in his views about that. But it was just an innocent tummy scratch. Yep. And then uh, it was with a dog. The border collie, if I remember correctly. The smartest of dogs. Yeah, they're very, very intelligent. A collie among borders. Yeah. A border among collies. And the half-used lips that came out. <laughs> from the tummy scratch, the half... <laughs> You're taking this podcast in a brand new direction on the live show. And I don't understand it. I don't understand the rationale. It's a, it's a place we've never been to on this three-year oh, voyage. Yeah. It's so strange. All I'm when you're in front of a crowd, you're very, sick, you're very hyper-sexualized. All I'm trying to... I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan of his... You know, I'm not the record. <laughs> I will, I'll tell you. No one was suggesting that. Yeah. Way more of a sex with humans guy. That's okay. Nice. That's nice. And I've always liked it about you. Yeah. That's why I've always hung out. Like, come up, Aubrey. Talks a lot of shit, does a lot of shit. But one thing I like about him, more of a sex with humans guy. <laughs> that's right. More off. They're in the small grey area, but by and large, more of a sex with humans. Where did we land on your shining light? 
I'm getting to it. I get it. It off the bestial thought. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much. I mean, you've now got the origins. Of, of oh the, no. Okay. Okay. So with it. So um. So they accidentally in Somali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the hotel room. No, uh, no, not in the hotel room. room. Oh, at okay. the music festival. Oh yes. So immediately as they realise their sin and yeah. they they break the heart of Jonesy from the feelers and kiss. Yeah. First of all, that moment had as much gravity at eighty percent speed as it does ever. It is a very well executed piece of filmmaking. They capture the feeling of being yeah. high on drugs. Yeah. And feeling passionate towards someone yeah. with a plot, and you know, all power to match with Don't challenge anyone, wherever you are on the spectrum, uh, unless you're an asexual person, to see Zach Efron or what's her name? Emily Radishkowski. Radishkowski. Close to that. And not be super attracted to one of them, or kind of both of them at the same time. Attract, if not attracted to either of them individually, attracted yeah. to the idea of them making another person. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Not even necessarily, and in that way, not even in a sexual way, but in just an appreciation of biology. Yeah, like, like slightly eugenics y. <laughs> just being like, you know how your kid's going to turn out? Perfect. Like, literally unbeatable. It's so funny because sometimes you see attractive people who accidentally, presumably, have an ugly child. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that must hurt double time. <laughs> that's, that's something that got built into our DNA, is that we're blind to our own kids' ugliness. Really? I think so. <laughs> Don't you reckon? Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful... Our parents told us we were beautiful yeah. babies. Demonstrably. Look at that. <laughs> and that's instilled enough self-confidence, you know, for this self-flagellating piece of shit. <laughs> Can I say, for everyone, which is most people who can't see what I'm going right now, I just want to give you a rundown of this top half. It's just so good. It's maximum guy, is what it is. So it's, it's kind of like, it's what I would call a bucket hat, but the brim is a little bit smaller than you'd normally get in a bucket hat, and it's slightly firmer, because it's like a cheap version of felt. And the colour of the hat, what is it? It's towel. <laughs> Made of towel. So like it's a, like it's a thing. Like a thing. Am, am I wearing object? it? Is it not therefore by definition a thing? Holy fuck, it is towel. <laughs> it's like a hat made of towel material and the colour is like a sort of powder. Keeping it teal, baby. Teal. It's a powder teal, as I was gonna say. And then we go down from there and we've got a polar fleece number with long sleeves. Which is just like a slightly darker deal. <laughs> in a bright yellow pocket. And the whole thing just fucking works. And you look like you feel good. Oh, too. When I was leaving the tiny house that we were staying at in Portland. <laughs> we are genuinely saying it. They call it tiny. It's only small. <laughs> fucking Portland. Yeah. <laughs> We can both fit in there, no worries, and we are regular size. So, it's a fucking one way to a one star review, yeah. idiots. Uh, but when I was leaving the regular sized house, I looked in the mirror and I was like, it might be too much teal. Oh, okay, yeah. did you? I'm yeah. sorry, for especially, the well, especially because there are two shades. Yeah. But, like, but oh, I feel so good about it now that you said No, it works. Thank right. you. So my shining light, if you would let me. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Is Channeling fashion police for a second. The, the late 
great Joan Rivers. Who we have a meeting with next week, by the way. time for due to her being deceased. It's a real shame. Uh, is oh yeah, so Sophie and Tacoli, they're, they're kissing and they're ca- they've captured the moment of it oh, yes. beautifully. Yeah. And in the background, the back right of frame, there is a guy in a black and white plaid, sh- black and red, sorry, plaid shirt. Plaid. 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 Have you been saying plaid this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> what are you going to say? Wow. Yeah, you're all wrong as well. <laughs> So yeah, he's in the background of frame and he's out of focus, but his You back- guys are here, I'm sorry I said that. Yeah, it's really disrespectful to the room, I apologize. I just I feel like I've railroaded him so many times and ironically I'm doing it probably a fit. <laughs> no, it's this fine. But you do you. The guy is just acting up a storm. He's got like about five seconds of screen time. Mm-hmm. The director presumably told him he's going to be out, out of focus for the duration of his time on screen. Yeah. Do you think that impacted his performance one jot? Because the answer is no. <laughs> he is either A, tremendously excited by the drop that the DJ is about to bring, yes. or B, tremendously excited by the blessed union of the two best-looking people at the music festival, <laughs> or three, so his based on drugs, and in supreme disbelief that at the same time Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. His favourite DJ is playing his favourite song. James his favourite from his favourite yeah, New Zealand rock band. His favourite two good-looking people are yeah. finally hooking up at the music festival. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine being at a music festival and this kind of works either way? You could be off your face or not, and just be staring at two people who are quite good-looking, just being like, "Now kiss." <laughs> for like a couple of hours, they're <laughs> sort of following them, but like a lot of steps back so they don't see what you're up to. And then they do, and you're like, yes. This is the thing. This is the thing. Me, personally, I cannot imagine that. That is not in keeping with what I'm like at music festivals. I could be but that, the decision, I, could, I could see me being that. The day. decision that this character actor made tells me, yes, this person specifically can imagine exactly what you're describing. Yeah. And execute it. 
perfectly. <laughs> and that was my shining light. Oh. What was yours? Well, yeah. We should probably do the theme again if we're going to do another shining light. Have the flip side of the napkin, bruh. So that's like, it is what it is. Yeah. You want to fix it at some point, but it's not a steaming hot priority. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have a broken toilet? Tell you what, it's a steaming hot priority. <laughs> a busted shit. Is that steaming hot man in the corner of your ensuite? 100%. So, the other thing is, it's yeah. insane that someone would have to tell the other person who presumably uses the toilet yeah. that it's broken. Because <laughs> traditionally, Everyone who uses the toilet would be pretty fucking aware oh, yeah. that the toilet is broken. You're onto it from the first like half hour of that shit happening if it's in your own abode. And we see into Jarhead and Dadhead and Dad Mum's house and like they're 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 doing okay, but it's not like a grandiose house. I don't think they've got an ensuite. I think they've got one central shitter that they're all using. And if that thing is down, what the fuck is everyone up to? And why do they keep like relying on Jarhead, a man who has proved himself completely unreliable, to fix it for everyone. It's so important. No, it's not. It's 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 totally reasonable that they expect Jarhead to fix it, and I'll tell you why. Because they are disciplining their son. Okay, they are disciplining their twenty-something-year-old boy who is yet to leave home. He has a very good-looking. Friend who's been living with them for six, seven, eight, nine, or nine years. Units of measure. Yeah. Never, never we are told. And they're like, okay, I know that with hindsight it's regrettable we chose to make an example out of the busted toilet thing. <laughs> but if we give up on this and fix the toilet and don't make him do it, yeah. he is never going to learn and he right. is beyond helping. <laughs> 
and it's just like they are just over responsible parents. Super unfortunate victims of circumstance. Like every day they're like, why did we decide to make an example out of the toilet? Like there are consequences for your actions and the consequences involve the soil. And yeah. the consequences <laughs> the, the consequences involve of the toilet having a moat of your grandma's sick because of your refusal to fix it. <laughs> and the inability to use it without throwing it all over itself. Dig that. Dig that a big one. I dig that too. Um, Portland didn't dig that one so much. <laughs> We interrupt this garbage audio quality of a live recording to bring you crisp, clear studio vocals. That's right, we are sold out in the biggest way possible. Our recordings from now on will be of terrible quality, but all of our advertisements will be in only the highest definition audio. That's right. It's time for an ad midway through the show. Who saw that coming? No one, because this is a brand new sponsor to get involved with the worst idea of all time. You guys, we've finally made it. We're a real podcast now because Audible.com have gotten on board. We're applauding ourselves. You good things, This is the only reason we got into podcasting in the hopes that Audible would one day approach and sponsor us, and that day is right now. For those of you who don't know about Audible, it is a fantastic service that provides all sorts of audio content, books, comedy, uh, specific stuff that isn't available anywhere else. Premium digital spoken information and entertainment available for you (laughs) on the web. There you go. It's like a podcast, like this podcast, only better with 100% less Tim and Guy. And it's offering our listeners, those of you, the listeners of The Worst Later of All Time, a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com forward slash try now and browse the unmatched, unparalleled, uncom- incomparable selection of audio offerings they have right there. Download a title for free and start listening. It's I that easy. I have been tempted because, fun fact about me, I've never read the Harry Potter books. Oh. But I saw Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone as read by Stephen Fry, who I adore, and I'm thinking, it's a pretty tasty morsel. So maybe I'll pick that up. The beauty of Audible, the frontier, is that like I like Alan Partridge. Uh, and he's just released a new travel book called Nomad. I read his book, uh, I Partridge, we need to talk about Alan, you know, analog, the old style. Now I can get his new book and listen to Alan Partridge dictating it the way it was intended by the gods of comedy. <laughs> Truly a fantastic service. Sign up now. Audible.com is spelt the following. A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash try now. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash try now get yourself smarter without having to read a book you dummies yeah thanks audible and now back to portland as told through the recording on my phone the 80 percent speed uh threw a spotlight onto another fact that we can't it, it's so strange isn't it so strange the things that crop up oh tim isn't isn't this entire thing so strange that literally all of these people of their own volition paid money to be in a room <laughs> There's been two things that we've mentioned separately and never tied them together, and that is the fact that there's a great mystery surrounding what's happening to uh, Craig's T-shirt on. Well, he's still got a T-shirt on, but the point is down. The two components are, Zuccoli's mum is gone. In mysterious circumstances, we're not sure what's happened to her. The only presumed, we have, presumed drowned. Presumed drowned, based on the evidence we have, but unconfirmed. The only evidence, uh, for sure, uh, the only evidence-laden conclusion is that she taught piano at one point and may still. 
And if you can play the piano underwater, which is a question for the scientists, <laughs> not us. <laughs> I'll take a punt and say you definitely can't. Then she's probably not teaching piano anymore. Sure. Um, oh, so there's a colleague doesn't have the knowledge, but we do. That's the difference. But what was the thing in the movie this week that we saw that was oh, like, he doesn't know what his dad is so, up to? It was when he's on the phone to Tanya Romero, when he's busy ruining someone's life for his job at Gold Star Realty Solutions. And By the way, goldstarrealtysolutions.com. Go on it, let's see where I've redirected it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny, actually. This is quite, quite a detailed deep cut, but it amused me no end when it happened. Uh, we've got a tour poster for this particular tour featuring San Francisco and Portland, and at the bottom of it, we sent a misprint to the designer, and it printed as, uh, at the bottom of it, there are the websites, which say tickets available at blazepizza.co.nz, a domain name, Tim also owns, and goldstarrealitysolutions.com. <laughs> which I don't own, and I have a funny feeling being in Portland, someone's going to buy, like, live as we're in here, because I'm not going to get a chance to And Tom, uh, no, sorry, your name is Tim. I am. <laughs> When I, when, I spotted the, when I spotted the error, I told Tim, and he was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, someone probably owns that domain name, and I said, hold on Tim, Gold Star Reality Solutions would be a company which provides a solution to reality. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? It's a Seattle startup specialising in virtual reality where you can eat nothing but concrete and fuck nothing but climate. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It's an app, and it's all very high resolution, very high frame rate. Feels like you're right there, fucking diamonds and everything. Puts you right in there. I have nothing. You are 100% correct. What, what were we What the fuck were we talking Oh, so Richard. Who's Richard? <laughs> Richard is Nicole's dad's name, which was the evidence when he says, uh, Wistfully, that was my dad's name. He's talking to Tanya Romero, and uh, a son pipes up in the background, and uh, he says, "Sounds like you got a little monster back there." Uh, which, if you said that to a dude, would be oddly sexual. Sounds like you got a little monster back there. Yeah, isn't that the line? Yeah, it's Holy delivers. To I'm trying. Right? I'm a dude. I'm trying to interpret it sexually. Oh, sorry. All right. Well, we're both having a chat about creepy dudes tonight. I wasn't a creepy dude. The person who had been to Because I know about history, that doesn't make me the problem. <laughs> Sorry for reading a book, bro. We're talking about Zicoli's lineage. And he's on the phone called Tanya Ramiro. The kid pipes up. She sounds like you're a little monster. She says, I don't know what she says, but she mentions that the kid's name... You'd think I'd have that by 20 watches. She mentions that the kid's name is Richard, and Zicoli is taken back and says, Oh, that's funny. It's actually my dad's name, Richard. And the whist in his eyes. Is that weird? Yeah, yeah. Because I said whistful is the adjective, yeah. then whist has got to be the noun. Right? If you're full of whist, then whist is a thing. Wisty eyes came about before misty eyes. Right. <laughs> Those dreamy, wisty eyes. And so it seems like it's heavily suggested that Zicoli, either his father has passed away or he doesn't know where he is as well. So it's like, here's this orphan DJ, which I guess is like, that's why you would be the crime DJ. It's not comedy, by the way. So that, and the, I guess the heartbreaking thing is people who have all of the information, knowing that these characters within the movie are trapped without being provided with all the information, is knowing that 
No matter how successful the caller becomes as a DJ, mm. you cannot make a song so hot that it revives your mother. <laughs> from the ocean. It's uh, true. All right. I'm sorry. We need to grab that joystick and pull up, and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to change course, get a little emotional, and more importantly, get a little sentimental, because we are... Getting sentimental with James Reed. I'm gonna put my finger in your ear. Like it's, it's quite a it's sentimental gesture. Did you feel sentimental this evening? Or should I feel sentimental tonight? I, I felt no sentimental. <laughs> I felt disrespected, if you were asking. Interesting, because um, the clues we have is that it fits inside of a MacBook Pro box and that it's a self-serving gift that James Reed from the Fearless gives to Zicoli the crying pastor DJ. And I feel like this beat, and this may have something to do with the fact that I was watching it at 20% slower normal pace, but it is a time manipulation device that fits contained within the box of the laptop. So what this does is it slows all of the other genres of music down 20%, except for premier pristine EDM, which as we know is the perfect genre of music. So, does it, it's, it, does, is the measure of premier EDM, is that whether or not it remains at the same speed, or is, it, is there a metric by which the machine judges it? If our Lord and Saviour, James Root from the Fearless, has deemed it so, it is EDM. That is how that works. So he's sacred music. So the machine They're represents like an interpretation of sacred EDM, and the machine's judgement is James Reed from the Fearless Judgment. That's correct. So, so it's not a time manipulative device, it's just this really super self-serving, aggrandizing <laughs> creation, which is like, no, the music I like will play at the same speed, yes. and the music I don't like, I will deliberately sabotage by slowing down. And no, and, the, and this is the crucial bit you haven't understood. It's not the music he plays, it is the music contained within the universe we live in. So this device isn't like something he puts it through. This is a device which is changing the molecular structure, subatomic structure of the world and universe that we live in, the plane of existence we exist on, so that all other kinds of music happen at 20% slower than they should. So when we are when we are exposed to dubstep, which is actually 70 BPM because it's 140 BPM cut to half speed, we are now experiencing that at approximately 58. <laughs> and when we're looking at house music, which traditionally speaking would be 110 to 140 beats per minute, we're actually looking at a casual 98 to 118 beats per minute. It's all gone wrong. The technology, the technology is so sophisticated. Yeah. And <laughs> the actual concentrated power and focus of its application it's so minor, it is fucking insane to me. This guy learned how to do this, and then his one application. One man's minor is another man's major. You know who taught me that? Music. True. I did not know that. Because, in the movie, if you're not aware, I've seen it, 
Uh, hardcore, you can't dance to that, but if you play the 80% it's normal speed, quite palatable, and I could absolutely jam out to that in person. <laughs> and the funny thing about hardcore is if you slow it down by 20%, it yeah. just sounds like reggae. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those two genres of music are literally the same thing. Uh, so the sentimentality revolves around the fact that James Red has an emotional attachment to Premier EDM and everything else gets afflicted with this horrible And so is he giving Zakoli a prototype or the first cab off the rank, so to speak, the first actual ready for release? They, like, they seem like one and the same thing that you're describing. Oh, so he didn't test the product at all. He was like, this is... He didn't Is that good? <laughs> the prototype is the finished product. That's a, that's a terrible attitude. I know. <laughs> I know, from a technical standpoint, but for a confidence standpoint. That is the kind of truth that man's wearing the worst idea of all time. But outside of the realm of this podcast, that does not make any business sense. Yeah, but luckily it works, so what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to say I'm very excited to see what Tocoli does with this. I suppose every song he makes, he will just immediately measure against this machine that he's been provided with and know whether or not it's ready for some of this. Right? I mean, that is the logical use of the gift. Correct, bro. The only thing that's going to slow him down, Zakoli, the crying pastor DJ, yeah. is that the decks he has chosen to perform on for Summerfest are quite literally an arts and craft project he's been working on after school for nine years, which is macaroni DJing. It's literally a DJ set, or like, a, you know, what are they called? Decks. CDJs. That's what he plays for. Turntables? Is that the word you said you No, he uses CDJs. Oh, okay. What an asshole. Turntables. <laughs> Turntables are what the dinosaurs DJed on, okay. my friend. Alright. <laughs> Here in Portland, they're DJing on mini discs. Did you know that? Oh, God, that would make me so fucking happy. If there was. I don't even know if that's technically possible, but if there was some way that it was like a, a twin mini disc deck that was interpreting a track. Three, I think, was the format of music. You know what? I'm getting off course. It's <laughs> true. There are, there are DJs in Portland who trade exclusively by DJing mini discs. I'm going to stop you there because we've got a no but before we run out of time, which is now, right now. So, is yeah. there any point in time uh, during the 80% watch of this film that you felt these guys are off the rails, they're off the beaten track, they're free balling, free wheeling? Uh, well, well, as I said to, um, can you just pass me the napkin? No. Well, that's okay because I didn't actually want the napkin. I was just referencing earlier when I said, Can you pass me the napkin? Right. <laughs> it's a callback. Cool yeah, as I said to him, Can you pass me the napkin? But that's neither here nor there. Because the no but, <laughs> if I may. Um, you may. Yeah, and I'm going to. The thing is that obviously the, the lead actors in a film get given a lot of direction and a lot of instruction. They've got the actual working script to work from. So they've got lines of dialogue that they can build their idea of what the character's motivations are from. Mm-hmm. Extras, on the other hand, are more or less left to their own devices. Apart from a smattering of direction, they pretty much have to make up their decisions and their characteristics on the spot. I'm with you. And so there was a phenomenal piece of improvising taking place at the Looking Pool party. Yep. Um, when Jarhead is very awkwardly invading a conversation between two people who by all accounts are getting along fine without him. I want to just mention as well, I'm still very tickled by the concept of looking pole. Looking pole. Oh. He did really well there. The, I didn't understand it at the time and it really grew on me. It's not a swimming pole, a looking pole. It's it's, really good it, is, it is the very definition of high art. Yeah, I like it a lot. Because it's like, it's the, the most 
like especially in Los Angeles in yeah. drought season, it is the closest you can come to creating the hardest possible look, but don't you touch? Yeah, which is you know a theme which pervades all of art and is part of its appeal. Is because it's like we as full grown adults go and look at something really up close and aren't physically or legally allowed to reach forward and touch it. Do you know what it is? And this won't make sense to anyone in the room until you listen to the previous episode. <laughs> it's a reverse, reverse, reverse mirage. Oh, shit. That died in the room. But to everybody listening online right now, I can only imagine the depth of the chuckle you are having. Anyway, sorry, we're in the middle of um, Nova. Yeah, so pretty much at the looking pool party, Jarheads are dropping a conversation, and there is an extra, a featured extra, who has made all sorts of interesting decisions in the background. Yes. Which Maximum Joseph was too busy focusing his maximum attention on the, the leads of the scene yes. to notice. Yeah. But there is a woman in a bikini top, denim shorts, like strap on high heel shoes, yeah. open toed shoes, yes. pretending to be unconscious in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Like this huge offer where she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, the party's happening, and also, I've overdosed on heroin. I get it, I get it. It's, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, it's a casual affair, I'll be the one that's passed out on yeah. that last strike. I and get it. It's so sad to see because no one else in the scene knew that this extra oh. had provided this backstory, so right. they all just act like it's fine. Right. So when you watch it without the context of the acting, it just is a standalone scene of the movie, you're like, Okay, so these people are about to have a fight, but more importantly, someone should call an ambulance. That woman is dead. Fucking well done, you. I'm amazed. That's a really good one. You pulled that out without the napkin, apparently. Hey. Oh, also, while we're speaking of the napkin, just because we're about to wrap this episode up, uh, our third co host tonight says hello to everyone. Is that awesome? Only in America do they applaud you carrying the nuts. So good. Not something to celebrate. So listen, uh, that's going to do it for the episode. So uh, ladies and gentlemen of Portland, Oregon, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you. This movie's still fine. There's a colleague One of the guys that goes screw. One of them's a hottie. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. And his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try... And so far, all these Marvel films have delivered on their promise of to take a normal guy and turn him into a superhero. I, have, I, I challenge you to show me one Marvel film where a normal guy stays a normal guy and nothing weird happens to him. Ant-Man. Uh, no, you're wrong because uh, in that, I believe in that movie he um, shrinks to the size of an ant. Well, that might be normal to you, Joseph, but to me, t- it didn't seem too like beyond the pale when it happened. In the film. <laughs> okay, I saw it. I was like, nah, and what? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Ant Man. Yeah, I, I guess when he commanded the army of ants, I was like, okay, well, that's not something you see every day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 